Hello and welcome to the Fossil Arcade podcast. I'm Graham and I'm joined by Ben. Hello. Today we're going to talk about Street of Rage 4. Yes. The fresh sequel to Sega's retro, well, Sega's um, beat-em-up franchise, which was big on the Mega Drive, now a retro classic, obviously. I guess .mu have just picked up the license to it a couple of years ago and they produced this kind of Sonic Mania-esque sequel, I suppose, is what you could liken it to most closely. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I think they've realised the the power of their, you know, of the nostalgia in people. And Sega have, you mean? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, they're starting to see the potential now. And it's, you know, it's working well so far. I mean, Sonic Mania was great. So I'm hoping they kind of stick with this, you know. Did you play like Streets of Rage a lot in your youth or is it something that you kind of just concurrently play all the time? Like, I'm wondering how does it feel to people who who are playing Streets of Rage 4 now after having a massive gap since the Mega Drive mm. era compared to how does it feel to people who play beat-em-ups all the time? And I know that you play beat-em-ups like pretty routinely. It's like one of your main yeah. genres that you like. Yeah. So, is, yeah. you know, how would you compare it to those Mega Drive games given that you probably like play them fairly frequently? The thing is, when, when Streets of Rage 1 and 2 came out, I remember playing them when I was a kid, only around friends' houses. Right. So I'd play it around friends' houses, but I'd, I never actually owned it on the Mega Drive. So I'd, I'd play it as a kid, but then when you know we got PlayStations and stuff like that, it kind of fell by the wayside. And it wasn't until getting it on the 3DS and then playing with you. That was the first time, actually, I finished Streets of Rage was when I was playing it with you right. uh, on the 3DS. So even though there was a gap from when I was a kid to being an adult of playing Streets of Rage, it was still, I suppose, dipping back into it. It never felt, it never felt old. That's just how I remember it always being. So playing this, it was exactly what I expected. Outside of a few tweaks, I wouldn't have wanted it to be any more developed, so to speak. Right. Because the gameplay mechanics, I think, are exactly what I wanted, exactly what I expected. And I did read a comment online with someone saying, oh, it's been, yeah, it's been 25 years and they haven't had any of the, you know, modern conveniences added in. Mm -hmm. And they were getting really kind of annoyed about it, but it seemed to be from someone who hadn't really played the other ones. And if they had played them, they'd probably only played them recently. I think, I think this is aimed at people like us, essentially. Well, to be honest, I kind of feel like if it's compared, if we're going to compare it to Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania is a sequel to like Sonic and Knuckles from the Mega Drive. Yeah. And they gave you the same Sonic art style that we're all familiar with, but they showed you what it could look like on modern hardware, basically. People like to say, oh, Mania looks like what a Sega Saturn Sonic game would have looked like. Yeah. But it definitely has a lot of kind of enhancements, um, thanks to the time that's passed. And the gameplay is more or less the same as, you know, the original Sonic games, it's kind of smoother and the level design is really, really strong. But because the art style invites you to reminisce on Sonic, I think it's easier to come to. With that in mind, I think personally, and only speaking for myself, because Streets of Rage 4 has this incredible artwork that's very different to the way it looked on the Mega Drive, I went into it expecting it to be modernized in other ways as well. Right, I see, yeah. So when it feels basically exactly the same as the the original Streets of Rage, that isn't a bad thing. Uh, it's quite clear that's what they wanted, and it's very, very well achieved. The animations are great, sound effects are fantastic, and we'll talk about the soundtrack later. Mm. But I still found myself a little bit disappointed, to be honest, that there's no difference, really. Like, 
you're playing the same thing. And it's it sounds a little bit hypocritical of me to come at it from that direction because I like Sonic Mania because of the similarities. <laughs> yeah. But I think it comes down to the art style and just personal expectations or perhaps the expectations of the wider Streets of Rage audience that I was thinking, oh, it looks this way, so therefore it will probably be different. And, you know, that's just a misconception that I've had. That's, that's, that's kind of coloured my um, initial response to it when I've been playing it. That makes sense. Um, so I suppose if it had had a more modern pixel art style, yeah, then that would have fit more in your expectations. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's what I want because I know there was a little, and I emphasise little, spat <laughs> on Twitter about, oh, you know, they could have had pixel art. And I'm like, no, I really love the way it looks. I really, really do. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if it had come out and been a pixel art game, then it being similar to Streets of Rage as it was in the 90s, would not be seen as a negative at all because it would be seen as a deliberate thing. But when you have such a robust like appearance and it looks great, um, I just wish that it was a bit more modern in other ways, you know, so. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess the precursor to this actually with Dr. M.U. and Lizard Cube was um, Wonder Boy, the, the Dragon's Trap, mm. which they kind of did the remaster of back in 2017, was that? Yeah, it's a few years ago. Yeah, so that's like, you know, they've got hand-drawn animation, like literally hand-drawn animation over the top of the old Master System pixel art, and you can switch between the two. It's a really wonderful remaster, and they've basically kind of done the same thing with Streets of Rage 4, except it's not a remaster, it's a whole new sequel with hand-drawn animation by the same team. I quite, the thing with Dotemu, they did, um, like, I think they've, they've kind of done remasters before, like they did, um, was it? the double dragon trilogy all oh, right and that kind of got mixed reviews because it was like um they kind of messed up the port a bit and like the, there was they the speed was wrong and they changed some of the fonts and things like that mm. and like it wasn't well received so it's like uh, i think that kind of partnering with uh lizard cube as well to kind of do this i think was a good idea because they lizard cube focus on the art style and then Dotemu can take care of the, you know, the developing of it. Yeah. So with Wonder Boy as an example, mm. what did you think to that then? The same thing? With Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap, um, because you can do that thing where you switch back to the old pixel art, it's a different presentation of a remaster. It's a literal, mm. it's not a new game. It's an old game with a new art style and you can look back right. at the pixel art. So it's kind of not comparable in a way because they're literally kind of saying to you like look at the difference like 30 odd years can make to this game right i see um whereas for rage 4 is literally a sequel so it's kind of different yeah because if they had done streets of rage 1 with that art style you could you could be fine with it yeah so it's just yes. a kind of expectation thing i don't really want to make it sound like the game is better or worse for it it's just mm. i think that might be how people are coming up towards it because that's how i come at it the game is really really great but I definitely think it's kind of come in underneath my expectations. Whereas I think for you, you love Streets of Rage and you've got more Streets of Rage, so there's no problem, right? That's basically it, yeah. I'd really recommend Dragon's Trap because the soundtrack is really, really strong. And even though it's it's kind of one for one with the Master System gameplay, it's just a really well-polished game like the original was. So to play it with nicer music and nicer graphics, it's just like really really nice so we definitely recommend i don't like because it's quite a big franchise isn't it 
Um, it was like Wonder Boy, Monster Boy, Monster World, this kind of like, and then like Adventure Island. That's a whole like thing to get into. Yeah, because it was kind of complex for me. I th- I was like, I didn't bother because I was like, oh, I can't be able to scratch the surface of something bigger here. I wouldn't worry about that because they're kind of all individual games, more or less. There's no kind of like overarching story. It's very kind of Zelda-esque and you basically do the same thing every single game. And you can drop in, drop out when you like. Yes. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it's actually a pretty good one to start with as well because you get the retro game in there. You just click mm. in the stick and it switches back to the pixel graphics and then you can go between the different soundtrack and the different and then the modern look. So, so I guess it's a good entry point. Yeah. I mean, that's supposed that's what this Streets of Rage I think is kind of a good entry point because I think anyone can kind of drop into this and just play. Yeah. And like you wouldn't have to worry about Streets of Rage 1, 2 or 3. I mean, it would help with some of the aspects of it like the story, but not really that much it's kind of explained away anyway so this version definitely has like more of a story than the previous three i would say just because of the presentation i mean it's still quite thin but the way they sort of have these still cutscenes between each stage Mm. it feels more robust even though the narrative is no more complex than it ever was in the original three well in streets of rage 3 in the japanese version there was definitely more story there because when it came to the west they cut bits out oh right they had like yeah um, still frames between between levels, kind of explaining what's happening. So there was there was a bit of story in Streets of Rage three. That's probably quite deliberate, then, isn't it? Because there's other things in Streets of Rage four where they've been like, oh, this was part of a design document um, for Streets of Rage two, and it didn't get used like that. Oh, kind of... like the car. Exactly. Yeah, the car yes. crash in the first stage of Streets of Rage four was something that was dropped from two. Yeah. So maybe they've just taken elements in a kind of Sonic Mania type way, where they're like, well, let's just go back into the the design documents and just draw out anything we can that was left over. Yeah, I think that's great. Because, oh, yeah, with Sonic Mania, they did it with, um, uh, is it Dust Hill? What's the name of the level? It's that Western one, isn't it? Yeah, what's the name of it? I can't remember, but there's like... <laughs> the, that one. Yeah, the one where you're on the plane and then you go into sort of like the cowboy, like, yes. cactus area. I can't remember the name yeah. of it. But yeah, yeah, that was like a, a cut stage from, was it Sonic 2? Yeah, Sonic 2. Yeah, so it's that kind of approach. There was one complaint I ha- had about it, mechanically speaking, was that aspect of modernization because some of the characters can dash or even run. So like Cherry and Adam, they, they've they got like a little dash and Blaze, Axel and um, Floyd. They don't. They, they don't have that. And I feel like that should be there. Mm. I don't think there's any excuse for it not to be. So when like one player, I mean, when I played with you and when I played with my girlfriend, one character's always kind of dashing off ahead while the other one's slowly walking behind. When you play as Cherry, um, like I did when I played with you, mm. it almost be- felt to me like it was now my job to use Cherry to get to the next brawl. Because obviously they've added this thing in Streets of Rage 4 where if you keep on hitting people, it racks up a combo number, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's yeah. shared between all of the players who are fighting together and it can be up mm-hmm. to four people. And then if you get hit, you lose it. Or if you don't, if you take too much time to hit somebody, you lose it. So if you're playing mm-hmm. Cherry and you're the only one who's fast, then it, yeah, it kind of becomes your role, at least I felt, to run to the next area and get the combo going again. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that kind of makes sense. I don't know. Was Do you think that was a deliberate design choice to have it like that? Mm. Or was it just like, oh, we'll keep these old characters old school and we'll have, you know, Cherry, who's basically the female equivalent of Skate. Yeah or sammy to have like oh we'll have we'll have the kid that can dash it it just seems like i don't know that that felt 
too archaic for me. And I was like, just just a simple sidestep dash kind of thing would be enough because like there's points where you've got there's like um, toxic jet streams in the sewers and stuff like that. You can't and, get past them. Yeah, you got to walk past them, and it's just a bit. That was that was that was the biggest detractor for me with this. That's the only time I felt the way you did about it, where I felt like, oh, this feels old in a bad way. Because for the most part, it felt retro in a good way. Right. It had a lot to live up to, actually, not just because of the Streets of Rage name, but because my favorite game and one of my all-time favorite games of last year was River City Girls. Yeah. Which is an, another kind of you know retro pixel art brawler. I just like ah, oh, I don't think Streets of Rage Four is going to be as good because I've played that now. And is that the case now it's come out? No, I can separate them in my mind. So because I just think of this as another Streets of Rage game, it doesn't really, it doesn't actually compare. It's still great. I wouldn't go as far to say it's a disappointment overall because I think it's a real achievement like the to make it feel the same but also like look so good. That's a really good mm. thing. And they could have just done pixel art, and I think that would have been a little bit boring if they'd done that. It works for Sonic, because with Sonic, they specifically had a prolonged period of games that people weren't happy with. So when they brought back the pixel art, it was like a, it was like a siren to the fan base of like, okay, we're going to try this thing that everybody seems to want, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But Streets of Rage, like, it really benefited from Lizard Cube's work, I think, and it looks great, sounds great. I just wish that it felt a bit more modern. You know, put some more power into your hands about what's happening because sometimes when you're playing Streets of Rage, it does get very chaotic. Yeah. But it'd be nice if they'd given you some ways to be like, yeah, the kind of beat em up genre is very chaotic. Here are some ways you can tame it. Would have been nice. Uh, yeah. With just little weaves, dodges, blocks that, you know, Streets of Rage didn't have, but maybe give you the option. And they could have put an option in the menu to further that where if you go into the control settings on Streets of Rage 4 you can say I want classic controls or modern mm -hmm. controls well why not just say here's a modern mode and then here's a retro mode that gets rid of all that and the, the retro mode would basically be what we have now yes but a modern mode could have added in some little extras you know like maybe some light RPG elements to let you add a dash or don't have a dash but you hit a lot harder etc etc there's just things they could have done, which they've obviously chosen not to, because they wanted to make a Streets of Rage sequel that felt true to the 90s. Perhaps. I mean, because River City Girls has exactly those things. You know, RPG elements where you're slowly upgrading your character, where you can run faster, mm. you can do other block, you know, blocks and stuff. And actually, I, I was half expecting a block when I was playing, and I kept pressing the one from River City Girls yeah. to do a block. And I was like, oh, no, he's just kicking behind him now. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Um I suppose you could say like River City as a franchise has always had those RPG elements. And if you want that, it's there. I could just go play that. Yes. Um, but my argument would be like, we have three good Streets of Rage games. We don't necessarily need the fourth one to be a carbon copy. It's always a bit disappointing when a sequel comes along and it's too similar. Sometimes though, I I don't want the complication. And I think they figured a lot of people wouldn't. Mm. It's, there's something satisfying about it basically being, you know, a two button beat em up. There's obviously more to it than that, but that makes it more accessible rather than having to, when you know, you're playing with someone who probably hasn't played them before, to go like, okay, that's your block. So if someone's attacking, do your block. Oh, you're going to lose your combo, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah, You true. know what I mean? It's true, yeah. So ha having that as an easy jumping in point, I think it's, I think it's nice. It's quite a relaxing yeah. franchise to play. I always like playing Streets mm. of Rage and basically just having a chat. It's not something you need to take too seriously. Until you yep. get to the very end of the game where things get a lot harder. So it's a, it's kind of a paradoxically 
relaxing activity, I find Streets of Rage. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's easy to to be overly negative about something which you care about a lot. I think Streets of Rage probably ranks higher on your personal list of like favorite franchise than mine, but both of us have a lot of affection for it. Yeah. Especially that 3DS version. The Sega 3D Classic series on 3DS is so unsung, I think, as like one of the benchmarks of quality in retro ports. Mm-hmm. And adding 3D stereoscopic 3D depth to Streets of Rage 1 and 2 is like a masterclass in how to better an old classic game. Absolutely. Because you can see the planes and you can see like where your enemies are coming from and you can line up with them so much more easily and it just really enhances that pixel art it's an absolute like masterpiece honestly yeah we, it really is we feel yeah. the same way so yeah our love of that 3ds port is evidence of, that we do really really like mm. of rage um, and i think once you put four on the shelf and it's been there a long time and it just sits alongside the original three which it really really does i think like even though you know we're drawing on on these negatives they are relatively minor yeah that's the thing isn't it yeah we're, we're nitpicking is what i'm saying yeah because we care about the franchise mm. but overall they've really hit a home run with it if they wanted to make a sequel that was just to, to sit alongside the original three they've done it and really really mm. well it's just that they could have gone a bit further they could be dlc or maybe if we're fortunate we'll get a streets of rage 5 or even get to see what they do with like a, a golden axe or a shinobi yes I'd love to see another Golden Axe. I really would. I've 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 got a feeling there's there's going to be more. I mean, because you've you're like you know like we've said, you've got Wonder Boy, had Sonic, um, what's the um what Shenmue, that came back as well after years. <laughs> I got to play Streets of Rage four last year, as you know, at EGX, and I got to speak yeah. to the art director Ben Fique. I think that's how you pronounce it, because he spotted my girlfriend who was cosplaying as the new Blaze. I wanted to take a picture for Instagram. Mm. And so we got chatting about um, just Streets of Rage in general. And that, that's what he was saying. Like, that's Sega have started to realize that nostalgia is strong in the West, whereas in Japan, like, they don't they don't really have that as much. So that's why a lot of these franchises remain dormant, because I suppose if the last entry didn't sell well, they're like, well, well screw it then. So like Golden Axe 3, Streets of Rage 3 were, you know, arguably the worst in the in the series. So they kind of just forgot about it after that. And it makes sense when you look at it from that point of view. The West, it's both a, uh, it's a pro and a con, isn't it? The things just don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to enjoy a lot of something, but you also have to endure a lot of something. That's true. So yeah, I think Streets of Streets of Rage as a franchise has probably overall benefited from that break. Um, back when they did three, I think they were kind of experimenting with it, which is good. Mm-hmm but they weren't really finding anything new to mine. But with that time that's passed, you get this art style and like music that's invigorated by the passage of time and such. So it was probably a good thing to wait, but there's no need to kind of just put things in the drawer indefinitely. I'm really glad they kind of brought back the Monster Boy stuff. And I wonder what other kind of Sega properties that maybe aren't as big as Streets of Rage or Golden Axe that could get like a, a lease of life. Mm from them thinking like, oh, you know, this didn't kind of quite reach its full potential back in the 16-bit era. Can we do some more You could still get a new Vector Man. Maybe. (laughs) Who would say no? (laughs) But yes, like some of those um, Game Gear games, uh, Master System games, the, the Sonic series that was on there, and other games like it, they're just like 
Dragon's Trap, where it's like this little kind of 8-bit game that's really good, but could be a lot better. Mm. Maybe you'd see them revisiting stuff like that, where you get like a remake of like Terra's Adventure and yes. you know, the Shinobi that was only on Game Gear could be remade in the Streets of Rage 4 way, you know, new art style. and That'd be great. Dig up some games which are perhaps a lot, well, perhaps too antiquated to properly enjoy on a big 4K screen, <laughs> but with a nice kind of new look of paint and a couple of modern conveniences could be really, really good. Because, yeah, those kind of things, they sort of died on the consoles they were on. Mm. Some of those Game Gear ones did come to the 3DS for repurchase and outside of emulation like they're kind of forgotten really um so yeah it would be nice to see some of that kind of stuff but then is it worth that investment i don't know depends on the individual title i suppose mm. i mean when they picked dragon's trap they they really clearly understood why they were choosing it yes um because the base game was really strong and they they could foresee like oh if we give this um you know the look and the sound of a modern game it will really go far mm. um, so if they were able to curate something out of that era i'd love to see them doing it again maybe this might be a way for us to finally get death adder um oh please on console if they were like okay we're going to give the you the arcade original and also give you the option to look at it in the lizard cube way would be really, really cool would you rather that went to m2 with their you know legendary status of making arcade ports or do you reckon a more like a new lick of paint like Mm. Yeah, from Lizard Cube. I think that you're more now that you've had Streets of Rage Four, you're more likely to see them make a brand new Golden Axe with Lizard mm. Cube, um, and then see Death Adder be part of the Sega Ages. That's probably what's going to happen. But I really liked that thing in Dragon's Trap where you could just click between the art styles, and if they're going to stay so close to the original, you may as well just make it one thing. Mm. But I'd happily see. I'd rather see both. I'd rather see M2 port the arcade original, out, and then have um, you know. Dot emu and this is cube do a sequel right yeah given the history of streets of rage a, a huge portion of the franchise myself included well, and you as well is is the music i probably listen to it more than i play it <laughs> so i would say it's i'd say it's probably about even for me one and two were great soundtracks three the experimental one could take it or leave it it works well within the game yeah so i mean there was going to be a lot of focus on the music and i think a lot of people were expecting a good soundtrack as well and it it's great i actually love it and it gets stuck in my head as well um yeah like i i did expect there to be some kind of like you know dubby wub dubstep in there because it's a modern game and there's a little bit of dubstep yeah so it's, it was going to be in there and i expected that i mean it's not really my thing but it works it's actually probably the track i like the most at the moment is stage three which has that little bit of dubstep yeah it's not too aggressive. It's just a light touch of modern, which makes you feel like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what it would sound like now. And this is what yeah, it sounds ex- like now. Exactly. So, yeah, it's I really like that. The main composer for it, Olivier Derivier, he didn't want to make it like the old ones, which makes sense. Like, it's good. Like It's a new game. It's got a new style, uh, you know, a new aesthetic. So we'll have modern music as well. When you're progressing through a level, the music changes sort of dynamically so mm. when you get to more intense parts of a level then like you know the kick drums will ramp up and stuff like that and then you know it kind of gets the adrenaline going and it's it's all kind of mapped to the level so each each level is kind of very bespoke and not just a just one loop over and over yeah and that really helps when you're playing a game that's quite repetitive yes exactly yeah i was a bit i was actually a little bit worried about yuzo Kishiro and Matsuhiro Kawashima coming back on board 
because that uh, those original soundtracks are so you know they're like legendary status. Mm. It's like, can you capture that magic again? And I was actually a bit like, oh, maybe it won't be very good if they just try and copy what they did before. Mm. But the stuff that they have brought in, like they didn't use the FM chips and stuff like that from before. So they used you know, actual instruments and they actually used, um, got user Kashiro saying like he used old synths and like 808 drum machines and stuff like that. And was listening to the music that, like, that inspired him back then, which I think was a good idea rather than, because li- he could kind of fall into the trap of maybe listening to your own stuff again and going, oh, can I recreate something like this and make it new? Mm. And it probably wouldn't work. But if you go back to your original inspiration, then you'd be able to, that's a good, I think, jumping off point. I was worried it was going to be too deliberately referential you know and be like oh like let's hear the same tune again i mean it was a bit well not too much though is what i'm saying right okay like when you play sonic mania one of the worst things about it is that you have green hill zone again and the green hill zone stage Mm. is good and i love the remix that you hear on act two but if you said to me do you want green hill zone i'd be like no overall it's a no right i imagine if there's a mania too they wouldn't be well that's my hope hope so I would hope. So, yeah, I, I don't mind it being referential as long as it's not too much. So, yeah, I was glad that it kind of did. Like, again, it sits alongside the original soundtracks really nicely without being just another one. It kind of sounds unique. It sounds more modern. It has some differences. And they had um, like other guest composers as well for the boss music, which, again, we could bring up again, but River City Girls did the same thing. So mm. during the, um, the non-boss sections, you had music by Megan McDuffie and then... Um, for the boss music, you had music by Chipsel. Right. And that was great. So when you got to a boss, like it completely changed flavor and it was, and it was always really intense and that, that was great. And they did exactly that in Streets of Rage 4 as well. So that was, that was just, that was perfect. I really love the idea of having a guest musician, like actually do a track for, a, for a boss. I think that's awesome. Rather than just having, you know, oh, here's the boss theme or something, you know? Mm. So yeah, it was uh, great. And obviously there's, Story, like, I guess we can talk a little bit about the story. Yeah, I mean, have you finished it all the way to the end? Or I've got to the end, but I've not beaten the final boss yet. Yeah, that's basically what I did as well in my right, okay. playtime. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the storyline is about music and how yeah. <laughs> they're controlling people with uh, this music that's pumping out around it the city. Seems quite self-aware in that regard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, music was really... I think half of half of this game, the focus was there, which is which is great. So yeah, that's a, ma- a massive plus for me in this game was having having the music, good music. A slight story spoiler: if any listeners care about that, they can skip over this or stop listening. But um, one of the bosses at the end of stage four, Estelle, is like this police officer who's obviously like she's from, she's from the bad side. The police force is in on the kind of the evilness which is going on in the city. Yeah. Um, and they sort of beat you down. But towards the end, Estelle, who's one of these officers who fights you, goes back to like being good, right? Yeah, well, I got the feeling she was good and she wasn't aware. So she was kind of being manipulated or whatever. Yeah, I think she was just being like, she's a good cop, straight up. Right. That was my take from it. I'll have to replay it. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, she's a slightly more robust character than most of the other bosses that you meet. And I feel like there's potential there for, for her to be added in future as a DLC playable character or maybe... Exactly what I thought. Yeah, because I, I thought, I wonder if she'll be unlockable at the end of this. I was expecting her to be, and then when she wasn't, I was a little bit surprised. I was like, mm, mm. I guess they might bring her. They kind of might have set things up because 
one of the really nice things about it is the way they moved it forward. We're like, oh, Axel and Blaze are a bit older. Adam's got his kid and he can play as Cherry. Really mm. love that idea. Um, so the idea that they might have set up one or two characters to become playable in a future installment or maybe uh, an update is really, really nice. And I think that yeah. it would have been easy for them to be like, oh, this takes place the next day after Future Race 3. That would have been a bit boring. Yeah, it would have been. So I like seeing the characters look a bit more older, you know. That's, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. I think the idea of adding in some lore into Streets of Rage is welcomed because it's it's nice to have a simple story, but to feel like you might have some level of relationship with the character is fun. It's kind of like a Sonic and Knuckles thing where like Knuckles was a baddie and then you know Estelle could do the same thing where Knuckles became good. Estelle is now playable and you can do you can use those moves that she used against you. Mm. I would like that in a future installment if there is one. Perhaps all of this is part of a plan. Maybe. Where they wanted to do a Streets of Rage 4, which was deliberately reminiscent of its predecessors. And then if they get the chance to do 5 or DLC, they will branch off a bit, you know, and say, okay, yeah. you had that. We did the sequel. That's there if you want it. And now we're going to do something a bit more original with the with the franchise. Yeah. That would be ideal, I, really. That would be nice. And if with think as humans we're terrible like we're talking about this game and we're already talking about a sequel or new ideas for that's, it that's capitalism for you yeah, yeah that's true um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah something like that that would be nice yeah i'm looking forward to see what they'll do in the future but yeah. yeah we're not just streets of rage but like lizard cube and dot overall like i think they've they're two for two now really i think with, with they, the they've proved they've proven themselves exactly so they might um, give M2 a run for their money if they get their hands on some more Sega properties. But mm. I really feel like it's important that they show what they can do for themselves rather than just reskinning or, you know, bringing back old mechanics kind of thing. Like, show me what you've got of your own. Yeah, yeah. Would you guess, say, give us Streets of Rage 5 or give us something something else? As in from Lizard Cube and Emu. Yeah, let's say you couldn't choose what they were going to do next with a Sega property, but it's going to be something of this type. Would you rather have the mystery box or have uh, Streets of Rage 4 or 5? I want another Golden Axe. Right, so you've got <laughs> that... the mystery and you might end up with like a Chuchu Rocket. Which I would <laughs> like, but... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, I... Well, I'm greedy. I want both, really. I want mm. a Streets of Rage 5 and I want, you know, a new Golden Axe or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm greedy, so I can't really give a good answer for that. Fair I, I, I feel like I would... I, no, I feel like I'd want something else because I worry that if if they get kind of get stuck on one franchise, then it could get stale again. Yeah. So, like, you know, we've done Streets of Rage 4. That's great. I could replay that to death like I do the original ones. So that that's kind of got me set for the next few years let's say <laughs> so like another one an- another game would be nice so another golden axe and then while they're you know once golden axe is done then they could do a choo-choo rocket and then maybe come back to streets of rage again something like that they've I got think. that choo-choo rocket on apple arcade and i haven't got any apple devices that i could play it on it's like <laughs> i want to play it i'll get to that at some point yeah I've, I've got an ipad maybe i should have a look at it yeah thanks for listening to our discussion about streets of rage 4 again would highly recommend uh, if you enjoyed this discussion we've got a handful of other fossil arcade podcasts or you can enjoy the fossil arcade video series on youtube loads and loads of episodes of retro games and gaming discussions on there so yeah thanks for talking about this with me ben have a good time 
Yeah, it's been great. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to doing this. So. Do you want to go play some? Yeah, may as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See everybody later. Bye. Bye. Bye.